Episode 56 of the NFP Podcast, presented by 3D Entertainment. The NFP Podcast is brought to you by Riverside Dodge, the official truck sponsor and dealership of the show, as well as Hooked Up Enterprises as the official in-arena gear of the NFP Podcast, as well as Wrangler, the official clothing sponsor of the show. Wrangler, long live the Cowboys. What is up, my friends? We are back. It's been so long. I know we apologize. But we're here in the flesh, ready to fucking rock and roll today. So we got the whole gang back together. We'll start with the boys, Jason Davidson. What's up, dog? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you laughing at? I don't even. I, I don't know where to start. What do you want to talk about today? All that enthusiasm, and that's what I get back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, man. Like that was actually I was I was waiting for more. That intro was so damn good there. Um, I just. <laughs> you're gonna stop what's new what's been going on it's been three weeks so you've been Grand Is it? prairie you've been yeah, Grand we've prairie, been hat yeah everywhere what's been shaking medicine hat and where in between uh oh we ate some turkey thanksgiving yeah yep. that was good probably got about eight hockey games in already just on television though nothing live um but yeah yeah it's been busy it's been good it's been, been good yeah good. Scott Burns back again. What's up, Scotty? What have you been doing? Hopefully you got a little bit more memory of what you've done the last little few weeks. Anything stand out? Uh, I've been everywhere, man. I'm selling clothes, so I'm on the road. Uh, Also been to GP. Got to fly this time. Got to fly home without a mask. Fuck Trudeau. Anyway, uh, (laughs) um, and then went to Medicine Hat and yeah, just giving her shit, you know, starting to work out. I'm sure preseason trials are happening for these Central Hornets here soon. So I've been working <laughs> out a little bit, working on my my offensive, defensive and goaltending abilities. So, oh, so you are. play all the positions for them? Yeah, not at the same time, Jason. That <laughs> takes too much time to change right. equipment. I just every game I switch it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> keep things fresh as always. Fuck yeah, you don't want to get stale between the pipes, so you gotta, no, you know, no. gotta get out there and rip them a couple times. That's yeah. right. That's good. Um, myself, I have been uh, fencing. Oh, what have you been up to, Tanner? Thanks, yeah, guys. that's thanks. A, thanks hey, for throwing it back. What have you been up boys. to there? Yeah. <laughs> thanks for checking yeah. it back. Uh, I have been fencing. I have uh, been on the <laughs> oh, yeah. fence line, boys. Yeah. I rode home with your crew. Yep, good crew. Hey, I the had, boys. I had your crew from Medicine Hat home. Yeah, they were awesome. Yeah, awesome. They smelled like uh, a bachelor's <laughs> laundry room. And uh, looked like an unmade bed, both of them, when they got in. And mm-hmm. uh, they got in with me at 7 a.m. there in Medicine Hat. And I didn't get a peep out of them until the brakes uh, and the rumble strips going into roads. Nice. So I taught them well. 
El Barty Custom Benson, baby. Weed and whiskey. Let's go. <laughs> hey, I, you know, I want to bring up a little thing here. Uh, how proud I was of uh, Cousin Tanner here, the fearless leader of the NFP podcast. After the performance in Grand Prairie, went out for a lovely meal at Earl's. Yep. And, you know, the old cinnamon nuts, he's so responsible. He had one sip of, uh, what was it? What did you have? margarita Mar- yeah margarita yeah one at a margarita we headed back to the hotel room and be fucked if we didn't get pulled over i don't know where the suburban come from but he wheeled us mm-hmm. and uh yeah he wheels up to the window and he says gonna have to get you to blow on this apparently they just randomly do that nowadays not yeah. like a check stop they just hide in back alleys yeah, but i don't happy. know fuck yeah, if i is. know yeah I he said it, it was yeah. random just random alcohol testing tonight and you're it's mandatory to blow I've never blown before yeah. in my life. Never had that ever. Me and Scott, just like, well, like, I knew I was fucking totally fine, but it was like, holy fuck, this is sketchy. <laughs> the best the best was the cop goes, okay, there's numbers, a warning, and a fail. And he kind of looked at Tanner, and he goes, you want the numbers. So <laughs> yes, sir, Tanner, went, Tanner went to blowing on that thing like a French hooker, and, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, he passed. I just, I did say to him afterwards, <laughs> Hopefully this never happens again, but if it does, do do I phone your wife b- before you get out of jail or do, do you phone her yeah. yourself? He said, I would appreciate it if you'd phone and buff it out. For uh, honey, honey, <laughs> I'm going to be late. Uh, Scott, anyway. you've had to make that call. I mean, Scott, not a Dewey, not a Dewey. Not a Dewey, no, but I've had to make the call from, from the uh, Crowbar Hotel, as they say. <laughs> I made a, I remember one time, Traveling with uh, <laughs> the co-host Scott Byrne, and sent my wife a picture of how Scott looked, and she's like, "Oh boy, you better get him. You better get him cleaned up before you get to the airport." <laughs> hey, That's um, a whole other episode. Yeah, backstory though, Scott, which I think a lot of our viewers will find funny because I actually had a couple text messages from people that when I, our last episode was right before Lethbridge, and I was talking in the episode of how. I was, you know, going to take her easy and keep her calm and cool, eclectic. So I had this fencing job this week. There's no way that I could be hung over. Wow. I think both of you know how Lethbridge went for. No, you were good, Scott. But Jason, we had a out of time. I went full. I went full. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I had a few. You oh, had your birthday. Time. You had a time, too. It was your birthday. <laughs> and anyways, so we did it. We went full. I went full steam. We decided to do Zayner's retirement party, me and him and Peacock. And yeah, Braden. Um, so I think Braden ratted me out. So I had a few text messages after people listen to the podcast, like, yeah, how easy was Lethbridge on you? And obviously it wasn't, but then I went fencing. So we got a fencing job backstory in good soil. There's a highways job. So we got to wear hard hats and go through all the safety fucking stuff and vests. And that's my first like real job. And wow. You want to talk about <laughs> depressive when you when I got home from Lethbridge, had to pack my shit up, drive to good soil, and then get on the fence line with my hard hat and steel toe boots. And I'm talking brand new steel toe boots, so blisters Bumpy. as bad Bumpy. as you could get blisters. Why did you wear them? Yeah, oh, we had to wear a safety vest, a hard hat, which I got on the wall, and um steel toe boots. He's gonna frame it. He's gonna frame it. I I, I told I told hey, girls, look, girls, yeah, look. Once upon a time, I I worked the chain gang, 
Yeah. I did tell you, Tanner. I'm like, he's like, oh, I got to get new work boots. And I'm like, fuck, don't wear a brand new pair of work boots, man. They'll kill you. Well, the next weekend, he's fucking walking around. His toes are barely touching the ground. He's like, holy fuck, I got blisters. I'm like, man, listen to your old cuss. I'll, I'll take care of you. Uh, what, uh, what do you call upstairs there at Calgary Stampede? Lazy ass? Oh, the lazy ass. Yep. Remember yep. when we when you treated Jeff and Rita Shen and he had those, I got him a pair of uh, Boule Caymans. And you <laughs> yeah. know what they're like to break in. Yeah. Well, by the end of the night, he didn't know if he had to have a shit or what was wrong <laughs> because his feet were so goddamn sore. Like oh. he was tiptoeing around, tiptoe. And you know, you're not anywhere close to anything when you're in the middle of that midway and no. you're walking on you're i remember <laughs> when he got home he carried him across the street and said here you can have these i don't think i'll wear them <laughs> yeah. done and done but then after the well we were two weeks fencing so we rolled into good soil then we rolled up to uh grand prairie right from good soil me and the and the LBRT boys, Weston Davidson and Stefan Tanita, um, and Logan Catholic, obviously, but he went home. We went to Grand Prairie and later low, kept her awesomely cool, fought bulls great, drove home, drove <laughs> I do say so myself. <laughs> Got showed up by a clown and then drove. <laughs> Princeton showed us all up and drove back to Grand Prairie. But good thing, too, because. She got a little rowdy at Grand Prairie on the Saturday night. We had the veterans and the rookies all blowing up, and we had a couple scraps within the locker room and all the goodness, all the good stuff that comes along yeah. with what was the quote I had a while back was there's nobody to fight, you just fucking fight your friends. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think out of that whole um encounter in Grand Prairie on Saturday night, I think some I think it's just how you find your place in the in the the world right you know you just know where you're gonna stand for a while and i think some people now know where they stand and life is good so <laughs> all I, do, I do not want to get fucking head bunted or yeah. <laughs> choked out by rock radford i don't yeah, know for sure. no, no. <laughs> the, not only my gm role just had to kind of shift into referee mode and yep. counseling mode there yeah, we'll give uh, a shout out to Chan Switzer. He had some, uh, I, I think I was calling him Dr. Phil by the end of the night. He was Ooh, solving everything. Chance was in there. He was making oh, yeah. sure everybody was good. Yeah, was... yeah. No, he was good. He yeah. impressed me. Yeah. That's a, that, He's a good kid. He, yeah. Yeah. He's an old soul soul. He's got some shit figured out, I think. So that's good. Oh, well, that's I had a fun... phone calls Sunday morning, apologies, and shouldn't have done that. And <laughs> all I wanted to do was sleep. I didn't want to answer the phone. I do those every week on the Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I did it again. <laughs> oh, no, that's fun. And great event. Other than wrecking out our top two guys, we wrecked out Logan Beaver and we liked out Zane Lambert, both with freaking kidneys, both uh, yeah. bruised kidney, punctured kidney. Um, just kind of freak deals. Zane was come flying off of his bull right the whistle started to rank bull ride and his rope foot caught in the flank and just pulled him right under it as it stepped it stepped right on him and same thing with beaver was just kind of thrown into the fence as he was getting thrown in the fence got kicked shoots. so a lot of fence and he you know what if i had to pick anything if you watch that wreck back i would have said you know cracked and or broken femur the way he Oh yeah, I thought it was hit his that leg. post. Yeah, hundred percent. And then it was went from 
I guess, bad to worse, you know, or what we thought was bad to even worse when they carted them out of there. So speedy yeah. recovery to him, I, I hope so. Yeah, so hopefully we get those guys back for Edmonton. Aaron GP, good bull riding. Really good bull riding in Medicine Hat on the weekend. Probably our best oh, yeah. one, eh? Yeah, you probably go two days with that bitch, eh? What do you think? Mm, can't afford to pay the bull. So, no, we'll stick with one. Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, the We're best. The, big the, expense. <laughs> the best thing I've heard Lonnie West, was he telling you, Jason? He says, or I forget who he's telling oh, when but he didn't get back on time. Yeah, like, so we've, you know, at these bull ridings, we bring a lot of guys, you know, two or three or four guys back just on time. And uh, and he was 7.99. And um, and uh, he said, you know, the one time, the one time they ride 10 in the long <laughs> round, and I'm 7.99 on the clock. So, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Lonzo, you better next time. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's, he's riding good right now. He's riding hot. Yeah, yeah, hey, you know who nice. started a good bull ride there too? Our Montana friends now that our uh, travel restrictions have lifted. Yep. Uh, Jay, Jake Lockwood on uh, Yahoo of For the Enos. Enos. Yep. Yeah, that's steep, but yeah. And he was riding him good, and then all of a sudden something stopped, and he got lawn darted. Well, was there he, was seven, he was seven. He was right up there too. Seven six seven or seven eight something. Yep. To be that might have been the long round. Yeah, it was a long round. Was First it? guy out. You know, it might have been the long round win. Oh yeah. 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 He started a good ride. What was the what was the other fellow from down south, the blonde haired guy, made it to the short go or the championship round? Tristan O'Neill. Yeah. yeah. Tristan O'Neill. Yeah. Yep. That he kid rides good too. Really good. Yeah. That old crew, you know, and then you got you got Weston Hart, man. That was good to see those guys back up. That's what I've been agree. missing is fucking, you know. That's four guys, but that adds to that bull riding so much, right? That takes away your double entries, and they're good quality guys that are gonna, you know, add to add to the excitement, get the short rounds, and and add to the competition of our regular Canadian guys up here. So, it's great to see you guys being able to get back across the border and back to where we were, and hopefully that keeps going and keeps pushing forward. A solid pan of bulls too. I got, mm-hmm. got we got some work to do, LT on the list. Lots of bulls, man. Lots of good bulls, right? Yeah, now too. we we probably have twenty more bulls that we didn't have last year. It seems. Um, yeah. I'm not sure what happened or where they come from. Well, we uh, always forget a lot of like, fucking. We were still in COVID this time last year, you know. So every everything was up in the air and everybody was fucked. So now it seems like you know we got all the everybody's back rolling, everything's back going again. So it's like seems like a new world, but. Really, yeah. I think it was just the fucking what we were in last year with what we were having to deal with. And lots of guys weren't going and, you know, just trying to fucking get by. Now we're back to where it should be. And our borders fucking what we find out the other day. Finally, they're opened up again. No more rules to get into Canada. No, I think they lifted the whole like the fucking arrive count and everything. Right. Yeah, yeah. I think. so. Yeah. The yeah. 250 million dollar arrive can app that someone else built for 250. Thousand, yeah. <laughs> anyway, we won't go down that road. What about Why uh, yeah. what about what which, everything so we've been saying? Which, everything which we've liberal been saying. business or donor We're got not. that contract? Yeah, it would have been someone, yeah, exactly. Now, what's the rule going south? Like, if you're flying, can you so still fly? I think you have to, I think you have to prove a vaccine. I think you have to have a vaccine, yeah. I think the US you still have to, to be vaxxed to go down, but I've never been asked. 
like i've never every time i've crossed i've never been asked if i've been vaxxed to go down so but i think that's kind of the one hiccup on it i've been talking jared parsons some of those guys it's kind of yeah we've lost it but they still have it down there but i don't think they're really pushing it i don't know fuck who knows anymore it's kind of ironic in the end they we're the ones that were such sticklers on everything now we're kind of all done and they're still just careful what you wish for here well i'm not wishing for nothing they can fucking do whatever they want i'm not complying with nothing I don't comply with you. I play oh, for the. Uh, I play for the. What's uh? Who? <laughs> you know who? where I was going there. He said, "Hornets." What's going on? Uh, yeah. What's going Sorry. on with? This? Oh, congratulations there, LT, on your first CFR bullfighting appearance. Hey, join the crew, all three line. Woo! Yep. Woo! Yeah. Thanks, boys. Thanks, boys. Yeah, got anything, the vote there. Anything exciting going on around bullfighters and CPRA right now? No, no, she's all pretty low key right now. <laughs> oh yeah, we. Uh, I guarantee, Jason, yep. I'm telling you right now, you do not want to touch that one right at this point. <laughs> not my problem. Yeah, not too much. So, yeah, 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 it is what it is. Yeah, there's always. Uh, uh, yeah, well, we'll say that there's always, there's always something. new things to learn. There's always something on the go, and. Uh, yeah, we'll leave it at that. We'll see where it goes from here. We'll we'll update that after the Canadian Finals Radio. I'm going to get you out of this. I'm going to get you out of this conversation right now. Is there anything else you need to tell us, our NFB listeners? Is there something really new, exciting? Is there anything else? Huh? Yeah, probably the biggest thing, other than uh, fencing five kilometers in good soil, <laughs> um, <laughs> is I'm having a boy. <laughs> I'm having a new yeah. baby boy. No, no, no. Whoa, 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 whoa. I know you're not in a woke world here, but you are not having a boy. <laughs> Your job is done. Your job yeah, Megan is having a boy. Yeah, I did my I did my due diligence. And it yeah. takes a man to raise a man. Are you dang right? That's is that what you guys did? Takes a man to raise a man. There we That's go. Great. Yeah, it's kind of cool. We didn't we weren't we were gonna stick with the two and then decided on a whim. We're like, ah fuck, we'll give her one more go. And so so pardon the pun. <laughs> You didn't stick with the two. You stuck. You're sticking with the three. Oh, hey, hey, I got a question, though. Like when you're planning all this, you know, and you're going to have another kid. Why? Why do you want to have one in April? That's the start of the busiest time of your life. You're going to be in so much shit all the time. Yep, but it's better than the last one I had. I had in November, <laughs> and I wasn't there for the birth. So <laughs> I don't think that you can do as bad as I've done. So it was the World Finals, PBR World Finals, That's 20, right. uh, 2018. And I flew down, and we were hoping that it was going to be afterwards. And sure, shit, went into labor, like fucking day three of the finals. So missed that one, which, uh, as you guys know, and all men out there know, and all women know as well, listen, I will never live that one down. So uh, no. we'll try to be there hey, for hey, this whoa, one. Whoa, if you're working, you're working. Yeah, well, you know, fuck, it is what it is. I do yeah. regret that, so it sucks, but it was my last real finals and stuff, too. But you always want to be there for the Jordan P was birth. born first perk of Swift Current Pro Rodeo. <laughs> well, that's totally comparable for Same but thing. I mean, hey, it was like. Shit, yeah, that's a big deal back then. The Swift Current Pro Rodeo, man, as big as the World Finals. Yeah, that's what. That's why I was kind of man. Oh, you fuck. Yeah, yeah. Still, I was not missing birth. That's where I was going with it, boys. Yeah, that's fair. I get you. Hey, you guys want a big, big dick? Sure, okay. Fuck, it was (laughs) feeling pretty saucy here tonight. Wow. 
I, I agree, Jason, with you, and I do agree with Tanner. Works work. No, no, you don't have to agree with me. That's fine. Nope. I'm fine. Over it. Okay. Uh, with that too, also, uh, we needed more room in the vehicle. So I, before we got on this podcast, I just got back from our friends at Riverside Dodge and uh, got us a new Jeep, bigger, uh, bigger vehicle. It needs more seats. So uh, the boys at Riverside, their time, Owen and the crew hooked me up with uh, a Wagoneer, which is a pretty salty fucking vehicle. Holy shit. Those things are nice. So um, yeah, I'm wondering, uh, is this kind of going to be like the, uh, Hey y'all deal that you get all the benefits <laughs> Scott and I get nothing. Well, Scott's got one. Scott's Riverside. Scott went through Riverside, got himself a new vehicle. You just, Everybody here. You, and it is, said uh, on the sheet today, it said, um, like where, you know, it breaks it all down and there's all the extra added shit. And it said, be no BS NFP deal none of the actual oh, yeah? added bullshit yeah, yeah, it right on the paper yeah I'll the actually the, the the finance guy when he was walking me through it he's like oh what's this he started laughing and showed me it and i was like hey that's what we fucking do around here boys <laughs> <laughs> well I'll, I'll make it easy on you i'll just take the white and teal dodge yeah it's a nice one too hey they got a new one in there too it's a 1970 something um 200 does that make sense gas job it is fucking epic, dude. It's yeah. Is we'll, it on we'll, the we'll share look, can you look online? Uh I don't know. I don't think it is yet. It's not even listed. He just they just got it in, but I'll take a picture of it and put it on our social media. It's fucking dude. it's got the eight track in it. It's like an yeah. eight track. Oh yeah. And is it's it just oh absolutely. It's all redone. Undercarriage, everything. It's all totally well, redone. Text him right oxy. He texts me. Like but, truck? It's a truck. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I don't know anything about vehicles, so don't ask me about it. But everybody that was walking up to it was really high on it. And Scott and you guys, I know you would fucking really dig it. Rusty, the rusty vehicle. And and just for the record, there's nothing wrong with an eight track. I still, hey, you should buy (laughs) a tanner because I got eight tracks out in the steel shed. We could listen to some, you know, Steve Miller band and Prism and all that. Yeah, yeah. John Cougar Melon Camp. We could go, we could go and, um, the new speaking of the East Central Hornets, uh, shout out East Central builds themselves a uh, school, my old school, your old school, Scott, built themselves yep. a new rink, big fundraiser over the last year or so. They got Thanks. the finances together, that thing's already being built. I think they got the boards and everything already up, and then they're going to build a new rink shack and stuff for all the youth to go. So we could buy that truck, head over to EC, throw on our Hornets gear, throw on some yeah. tracks, and have us a yeah. time this winter. Oh, what do you think? I'm telling you. I want the signing bonus of like a case of pill, though. That's usually what it was back then. So uh, Bohemian. Bohemian. Oh, oh. oh did they put it? Did they put it in the same spot where the old one was? The old rink? Uh, no, they moved it. It's yeah. It's oh. that's all. Like it was like a slough. It's you know, it's how the everything changes. But now it's that's just the slough area, a bunch of cattails and shit like that. So they moved it over kind of towards the middle. It's gonna be nice. I haven't really got to see anything or heard much about it yet. But just from what. Anthony Marion and the crew has been talking about, they said it's looking really cool. So then I think they got all the finances that they needed. So it's going to roll pretty nice. Cool. Yep. Nice. But we better do our ad read for the Riverside Dodge since I'm on that right now. Like I you say, boys and girls. After, you better look after business. Yes. Yep. You're darn right. Riverside Dodge in Prince Albert, Saskatchewan is home of the award winning Ram truck. 
They're the brand you trust to haul a trailer load of ranked bulls along with your crew up front in the cab. Whether you want to go check fences or tailgate outside the next PBR event, the boys at Riverside Dodge have the right truck for you. Riverside Dodge is not only the dealer of choice in northern Saskatchewan, but also sells and services all across western Canada. Go see Ty and the gang at Riverside Dodge for a fair, no-bullshit deal on your next truck and tell them Tanner sent you or Jason, or Scott, any of the NFP boys. Riverside Dodge in Prince Albert is the official truck dealership and sponsor of the NFP podcast. And that ain't no joke. I've had a lot of family and friends go in there and they do treat them right. And everybody's been hammering out those Riverside vehicles. I got one myself today, Wagoneer. As well, we signed up uh, for uh, another year of a deal and uh, I'll be driving a big old dually down the road here from Riverside. So if anybody wants to check out what they're all about, um, then come check that truck out when we're on the road and we'll fucking get some set. Yeah, is that it? Yeah, Ty just sent me the pics. Oh, it's unreal. This vehicle is too, it's a 200. What does that mean? What's a 200? It's a gas job. Yeah, it should be. Well, forward those to me, Jason. Yeah, everybody can go check those out. They're pretty slick, nice. but yeah, I can't say enough though. Everybody, um, everybody over there, Morgan, Ty, today, everybody was just through the roof, super nice. Feels like home when you walk into there. So hopefully it's like that for everybody else too. So the NFP so crew. You, I got a couple of questions here quickly. What do you think they give me for a 2016 Dodge uh, minivan <laughs> or a Van Bergini? <laughs> a um, Van Bergini. A Van Bergini. Yeah. And, uh, and you couldn't talk Mama Bear into driving a van. Eh? She just wouldn't go for it. No, I think that was kind of like the last straw of her, like, um, non motherhoodness of it. You know what I mean? Which I'm sure she would have loved it, but just like in her own mind, she was just like, I just, I just can't, you know, I just don't, but she would have loved it. I wanted a van overly. What's vibrating? Who the fuck? (laughs) Jason? I was like, I was like, the Dodge pictures. I think he sent me the whole catalog list. List. Well, I just ordered block right now. I sent me. I just sent it to me. It's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty sick. That thing. I think I'd want a four wheel drive though. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think it's more. Well, like Ty had, he had. They had a nice white one sitting there. I think it was like uh, early two thousand. I like, but it was. Rusty. It was yeah, yeah, that one's two old. Yeah, that one's nice for sure. But anyway, yeah, it's cruising around vehicle, Jason. That's what you take out on Sundays when you and Mama T are feeling saucy and going for some wines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beauties. Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's cool. A uh, couple housekeeping items that we need to get to. Our interview today is with Jr. Zane and Scott, you missed it, but Jason, um, we ripped this one uh, yesterday with him, and it was fucking pretty cool. I think you guys are gonna really enjoy listening yeah. to this. Mostly just his his mindset and his attitude. For those that don't know, Jr. was in a road fucking bucking horses as good as anybody in the world, top ten in the world. NFR is a bunch of them. Um, CFR is one Canadian championship, as badass as you can get as a bareback rider. Exactly. And then um, had an accident and was left uh, riding bucking horses, paralyzed from the belly button down. And um, and it's just crazy to hear his like his mindset, his attitude, how he's taking it on. And same as he was when he was riding, but it's a, a different aspect now of of what he's doing to to try to get walking again and and just to keep going. And I think a stat stands out for me, Jason, that that he talks about is that sixty percent of people. Um, that end up in in a wheelchair or paralyzed um, the suicide rate and yeah. i never knew 
never knew that. And um, yeah, it's just like the resilience and the, the mental toughness that he has right now. You're going to hear it all in this, in this interview that comes up, but after we were done, it, it, I know it fired me up and makes you fucking not sit there and try to think about all your problems and all the little things you worry about. It puts things into perspective, right? There's a lot of things in this world that you get down on yourself, you get thinking about shit and then you hit something that puts things into perspective for you. And that, uh, that kind of does it for me. So looking forward to this interview with, uh, with JR coming up, Scott, you probably, you, you remember when he was rolling, you, you were still going in those times. Yeah. He was, I think that's when he was really going hard, hard up here. And yeah, he's a great guy and road bucking horse is amazing. So I was too bad. I couldn't have joined you guys yesterday, but uh, I'm excited to listen to it. And I, you know, he went at him 110%. So there's no doubt in my mind that he's going at his, his daily life 110% now. Yeah, fucking nice. That'll be fun. We'll get to that here in a little bit. Um, PBR Canada wise, Jason, what do you, uh, what do we got going on here? I wanted to bring, before we do, bring some up. I ran across this paper of your guys' picks for the year. And I think I've already won the fucking bowl of the year, even if my bowl doesn't get it. But one of you guys picked um, Norris God and one of you guys picked Sticking and Moving, which, what did I say? I said, you can't fucking pick them fucking things because they're going to get sold. You got to stick with I, the ones that aren't going to get sold. I know. I just, I thought they would have kept up a little longer up here. That was I my think, theory. You know who I think is going to get it is Happy. That's my pick, bro. Yeah, I think, I think, I think Happy might have her. Yep. He's still, yeah, he's high up in the mix. That's for sure. What's, what's. Well, that what's, trip in Madison hat was the, that's Bucky. That okay, what's. Get, What's next behind him? What's the two next behind him? Like, what's in front of him? Who's he there with in the mix? That bowl of X sixes. Muzzle Blast had a couple good. Yeah, Muzzle Blast has been good. He hasn't been around. And then you got the two bowls of the Wild Hogs that'll be in there. Um, the Muleys, or one Muley. Are they both Muleys? I think they are. They had a grain of red. Which ones? Uh, of the oh, hogs, Al Capone, um, Al Capone, and why am I not thinking of these bulls? That's kind of uh, Jason's rider pick of Brock Radford's looking pretty good after he takes the event win in. Oh, yeah, superstition is another decent bull. Oh, Phantom Fury is the one I'm thinking of. That's but, a white, white mealy. That's a good bull. Superstitions of no, uh, Wilson's cat, Slim catfish. Wilson. Is catfish in there? No, he's a little bit behind. Well, not far though. You know no, what? That bull's fucking awesome. I like that yep. bull. It's jammed up here, guys. Yeah, it's got to be. Right? I think Lauren sold a couple of those bulls. Yeah. I March is on. Jim Thompson's is in the mix. Um, Jim Thompson has a good Taylor. set. No, nah, never mind. He's good a set. Bingham Kid's up there. Bingham uh, Kid's a bucket fucker, too. He, he's a shit. I was going to say that. I yeah. was going to say that. That fucking ball. I like that bull, too. Yeah. I was just giving somebody a chance to win the long run. Yeah, go ninety in the long run. Vertigo, Vertigo spies in the mix. Yeah, it'll be it'll be good. Yeah, there's who, a good bunch of bulls here. Who was my rider pick, Tanner? Zane Lambert. Yep. Which I didn't balk on you at all, but I think you'd be out of it now without being able to go to Saskatoon. So yeah, I don't. I think you're out of it on that one. But he hopefully has a good finals and ends it up. Hopefully he can go to Saskatoon. That's the thing with these kidneys and these ribs and all this different shit. He's not on the list, so for Edmonton, sorry, I mean not Saskatoon. For the yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, no, he's, he's, 
Yeah, yeah. It should be good. Uh, my pick was Happy Camper, and my rider pick was Dakota Butter. So um, went with the Wiley. Butter is going to get a score here this weekend in Saskatoon, or next weekend in Saskatoon. So the thing with Butters yeah. is when he fucking wants to, he'll just do it. Like he was out of the Canadian finals by like a thousand bucks going into Armstrong and um well, that weekend. Doing it. Yeah, he will. Saskatoon, you watch. Yeah, yeah. Here he comes. Here he comes. Here comes the butter. <laughs> yeah. And see Nick Tats, man. That's uh it's been a kid yeah. that's really come on strong this year. Coy Robbins, that's great to see our our young guys. They're fucking stepping up to the plate, and those guys have been lights out the, the last uh part of this season looking to go into the canadian finals in the rodeo side of things and in the uh, pbr side of things and win a yeah, bunch of Blake money Smith is still right there too chipping away yep yeah Blake's been it, was, it was 180 points in uh edmonton 180 points so right now that gives everybody from nine down an opportunity to win a gardener if he wants to be a pbr candidate in Get some points. Yeah, so it'll be fun. Saskatoon will be a big, and then Yorkton also though too, right? For sure. But uh, Jake Jake went to the CFR though. But yeah, that's gonna be awesome. Do you want? Does our listeners want the lowdown on that Dodge truck we've been bragging on? Ty's on. He's just Johnny on the spot here. Yeah, nineteen seventy. Okay, ad read. This is my first ad read. There we go. Fucking right. We got a 1975 Dodge D200 Adventurer. Uh, it was restored in 2020. Big block 440 electric choke. Eight track player for free. <laughs> <laughs> With a nice stack of eight tracks. Wink, wink. He was appraised at 32,000. JD price. Wow. I can't. I can't disclose. Yeah, that. Don't, don't, no, don't, don't disclose don't. that. One. Yeah, I think. I think we should buy it as the official NFP vehicle and take it around to places. Yeah, put it in the intros. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Maybe that can be our bullfighter bonus for the year, Jason. Hundred <laughs> percent. Something would be nice. Hold on, let me see the JD price and time. Nope, too much. Yep. All right, 80, 82 easy payments, and we'll call it a bonus. <laughs> okay, then the team uh, aspect is uh, wrapped up for the regular season. The Austin Gamblers coming in number one with the MVP going to none other than Jose Vitor Leme. Probably the biggest news in the team series is the trade of Dalton Castle from the Kansas City Outlaws to the Austin Gamblers, stacking up the Austin Gamblers even more with the one-two punch of Jose Vitor, Leme, Dalton Castle. They're going to be really tough to beat come finals. What do you think on that, Jason? What went down? Um, that was interesting. That kid's got stones, I'll tell you that. Fucking uh, he held out, and you know what? Uh, a couple of teams in play, and Austin Gamblers, I think they're set what free agents look like here. So I think teams that haven't got their number one and two guys picked here or signed, sorry, um, it's going to cost them some money if you're going to try and go after, you know, you got a Joao, Ricardo Vieira, that's going to be an unrestricted free agent. You got a Colton Fritzland, uh, Eduardo, Parasito. There's, a, you know, and, and the undrafted Alisson de Souza, even he could go, uh, he could go for a Yep. All those guys have been contributing every weekend too. Yep. You know, big time contributors. Now they've yep. got three weeks here to get it signed up. We really don't there's been nothing um set when the free agent date is actually gonna be in 
you know, unlike the National Hockey League where there's a set date and how contracts read, every team's got a different contract. So some of them have their guys signed till December 31st of the year. Yep. That'll obviously have to be in, uh, amended if uh, November. Just kind of waiting to hear on that. I'll be in, I'm going to be down there and get right amongst what's shaking out. You're not going Next. to York too? Well, it was the Painted Hand Casino or the MGM Grand. And it was a tough decision, really tough decision. <laughs> and I flipped a coin and heads Carolina, tails Yorkton, heads Vegas, tails Yorkton. There you go. I used my two sided coin, though. I didn't know. <laughs> New York, New York is the fucking host hotel this year. Yeah, Isn't that's cool. cool. Actually, I've never stayed there. Yeah, it's beautiful. Dooley Pianos, look out, baby. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's that's the best part. Yeah, that's a good spot. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be fun to watch as that goes down. I like I said, I think the Austin Gamblers are gonna be very hard to beat. Um, my pick the Missouri Thunder need to step her up and uh try to get in there without Clayton Sellers. You know, that that was a big hit for those picks. guys. But tell us who our picks are again. LT. Uh, well, your yours with the yours was the Austin Gamblers. Um and Pardon your me? last yours was, was the mine? Austin Gamblers. Well, hey. Who was your last place team? Do you remember that? Yeah, it's not over yet. The Texas Rattlers. How about them? That's been the biggest surprise of the last half of the season. Well, got my guy back. He's taking big rides. And who is Daniel keeping? Rides him. Fucking sticks him. Huh? Yeah. Did you know that guy? Bohan. Nope. No, nope. never met him. Younger guy must be. I don't know. Rides him fucking good. Sticks yeah. him. Yeah. Hangs on. Um, but I always, I said for the start, you never count out Cody Lambert, man. You see the video of him on Twitter when he, uh, he had the challenge and then the whole Arizona crowd was booing him and he tips his hat to the crowd, (laughs) (laughs) but you can't like, that's the thing with that guy. He's a born leader. You look at the guys that he's, he's had that he's helped throughout the years and it just keeps showing with this, right? Everybody kind of had them rode off at the start. Didn't have the hottest start. They're in second place coming into the finals. So never count them out. Um, Nashville's coming in last place, which was my pick. They're riding some bulls too, though. That was my pick. They're kind of clicking. Last place. So we'll see how that goes. Scott had the Oklahoma Freedom and and, uh, Carolina. He had both PBR teams. One was high, one was low, but they're both right in the middle of the pack. Oklahoma's been killing it too. Carolina's going to be tough to beat. Like with the at the finals too with the bangers they got Mason Taylor Cooper yeah. Davis Dalen fuck they they should be right there at the top so um, yeah it'll be cool it'll be fun to see the final see how it shakes out see who wins the wins the title and right in Edmonton man yep off west yet and into the Lincoln and head west into the two hundred time oh <laughs> no I don't have enough room can't get the whole family in there like when we were kids they eh? just get a cap just get a topper and throw a mattress yeah. they ride back there kids yeah yeah and your Ooh. uncle ryan gives you a mouthful of beech nut chew in your seven and puts you in the cap of the truck and drives for two hours as you turn green and puke <laughs> the big spit <laughs> um yeah how's, uh, how's the pause bond let's let's give the pause bond foundation table yeah yeah, good plug there, too. That kicks off our PBR Canada Finals. Ty Osborne Foundation Sportsman's Banquet kicks off the night before the PBR Canada Finals on November. What's the finals? 10th and 11th? 11th, 12th. 11th, 12th. So the Osborne Banquet is the 10th Thursday night at the River Creek Casino. 
Uh, we talked about it on here before. It's the intro to the finals award ceremonies. Uh, we got a bunch of interviews. We got a bunch of cool stuff on the go uh, that goes along with that banquet. So there's a live auction, silent auction. We got some big, uh, big ticket items again. Some really cool stuff actually that will that we're getting finalized. We'll get to there, but uh, there's still tables available, still sponsorship available. Uh, big sponsor that joined on this year that was new from other years, Teton Ridge jumped on board as a sponsor of the uh, of the Thai Pazavon Foundation banquet. So that's huge. Any help we can get, any support we can get, as uh, as our listeners know, everything goes back to. Uh, the health and well being of Western sports participants. So, uh, it always goes to a good cause, and the littlest of littlest of bits goes a very very long ways with all these uh, athletes and participants and everybody in that Western lifestyle, from the youth to the to the PBR to the rodeo to every aspect of of Western lifestyle. So, uh, it's a great cause that if you can if you can join us and get you a table, make sure to get in touch with uh, with me or. Uh, info at typeosbon.com is the email to email in and get some details on that sort of stuff, whether it be a uh, donating an auction item or uh, buying a table and coming out and uh, hanging out with us and kicking off the PBR Canada finals or uh, just a, just a donation or some merchandise, whatever. It's all there. So uh, yeah, check that stuff out. It's all online typeosbon.com. Uh, Scott, you're going to be there. Uh, MC again, you and Brett Gardner are going to run the show. Jason, we got some awards. We got a bunch of cool stuff on the go. I know it's a big night for everybody. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. We better, uh, we better give a shout out to our uh, boy Chase Outlaw too. Yep. He lost his daughter Cash here last week. Um, real unfortunate. I never want to see that happen to any family and he's part of our family. So, um, think Nate, Jace, you and your family, um, hear that yeah it's um yeah it's like where do you even what do you even say man 11 years and, old eh? yeah, yeah it's yeah. terrible you guys know you got kids your own and and um no parent should ever have to bury their child and you know chase been one of my best friends for many years and you know kids obviously friends and and uh to hear that was um yeah you can't even you can't even put it into words talk to chase and yeah just Shout out to the family and and um, everybody around there. Um, there's some things in this world that just don't fucking make sense and are that tragic that there's no words for it. And that's that that's one that's got me dumbfounded on what to say or, or how to go about it when somebody that close to you, and that sort of thing happens. Yeah, it's just fucking. But trying to think of what you do, you know, we we do tributes on here a lot and. There's just some fucking things that that just don't fucking don't make sense, and our thoughts sense. and prayers are with the whole the whole crew, with all the outlaws and and um, everybody that it affects. It's brutal. We love you guys very very much. Tell you what, there ain't gonna be a bull in Las Vegas that'll throw that guy off if he goes. Yeah, yeah. calling it right now. He's yeah. gonna ride everything that's that out of the gate. Hundred percent. So, we love you, Chase. We love you, Nicole. The whole crew, everybody down there, and, and uh, thinking and praying for all you guys. That's for sure. We're pretty set to go on all the catch-ups. Uh, we're gonna go to a weekend off this weekend. Uh, NFP sponsored the steer ride and buckle at the CCA finals. I'm gonna go to Saskatoon and present that to a young competitor in the steer riding world. And then we're going to go to Saskatoon, which is always a fun one. Scott, 
Jason, kind of hometowner for Jason, obviously. Scott, always good, close to home, ready to rock, yeah. and, rock and roll, bringing the crew or what? Yeah, yeah, they're all coming. We're all, I, well, actually, that's a lie. Braden's not going to make her, but uh, he'll make her to Edmonton. He'll make up for it there, I'm sure. Um, yeah, exciting. Always exciting going close to home or home, we'll call it. 22, 22 years now. That's how long you've been going there? Yeah. Was the finals for a lot of years, right? So everybody obviously yeah, knows how great of an event. Probably six or seven or eight-ish, maybe eight, nine. I don't even know. 22 years you've been having a PBR event there of some sort? Yeah. Holy fuck am I old. Yep. <laughs> you are probably there for the first one, bro. I fucking could. Well, I don't know if I was there for the first couple. Was were you that wearing, Jason? Were you wearing What's that? gear? What? Said, were you wearing hooked up gear or no? No, not at that time. But shit, if I was going again, I would be. <laughs> okay. Well, let's get to that. Hooked up. Ad read. For the biggest moments under the brightest lights in the biggest situations, get hooked up. Hooked Up Enterprises is a creative partner for Western sports and beyond, providing customized arena wear for some of the rodeo's most elite athletes and state-of-the-art arena wear display products for some of Western sports' most prestigious events. They're the official in-arena gear of the NFP podcast. Find out more at www.gesh. Fuck, fuck that up. Find out more at www.get-hookedup.com. Or follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Stand up, stand out, and stay hooked. And when you get your stuff, you get your gear, uh, hashtag NFP for uh, for a solid discount on all your arena wear uh, and your uh, arena wraps, all your gear, everything like that. Tell them NFP sent you. We fucking you'll get, a, get you a deal there. So one thing I did want to shout out before we stop is the foremost uh, – foremost rodeo school do you guys see this foremost rodeo academy bear Lightbound bought brought a bunch of kids um down underneath oh yeah yeah i was talking to um um her nickname is bear she was a rodeo she was miss rodeo canada once she's one of the teachers there okay that's quite cool. interesting what they're doing yeah that's what yeah, i, I thought it was amazing yeah. yeah yeah they get to be literally a part of like everything and if yeah. you don't want to ride, you can be the announcer or the timer or whatever. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, it's like a class in school that they've made. Like, I know Prince Albert similar has a hockey class. So instead of like gym, whatever, you take the hockey aspect of that. And it's just like another class that you can take in high school. And that's what these guys have in foremost is a rodeo academy. And they got tons of kids and obviously a rodeo central group and and these guys, part of their curriculum is is this rodeo academy. So, fuck, that would have been really cool to have. I think it's a yeah. great idea. And, and it's really good because these kids get to do different things. You'd be surprised how many guys have been rodeoing for 25 years and have no idea what a timer, you know, what goes into being a timer or judge or an announcer or anything, right? So now those kids get or to a producer, most of all. Well, sorry, yeah, especially being a producer like that is – I wonder Shit, that, in this rodeo academy if they teach how to pay bullfighters correctly. <laughs> probably not. I'm gonna go and I'm gonna actually go in there and do a little seminar and teach them. Make sure <laughs> the first guys to get hacked are the bullfighters. If, you, when you're, if, <laughs> if, if you're if you're gonna if you think you're gonna lose, the first budget cut line is bullfighters. <laughs> oh, oh, we can tell. Up. We can tell. Bullfighter.com. Bull, bull nice. <laughs> nice. 
uh yeah but no pretty cool that was pretty cool yeah, to see and i didn't know anything about it and bear just kind of brought it brought all these kids down and kind of explained what was going on so i thought that was pretty cool give him a shout out and uh, hopefully more schools and curriculums can uh join into that i think that's a pretty cool thing and great for the sport so right yeah. on um you guys all good everybody set with what we uh got on the go scott jason good check them all good. off okay well Thank you guys very much for tuning in. I know it's been a while. Um, and if you want these to come out quicker, LBRT custom fencing is hiring people on the fence lines so we can get those jobs quicker so I can get back to the computer and record more podcasts. Okay. We love you. Thanks for tuning in. And now here is our interview with J.R. Vizek. She hit and I immediately felt my back break. One of the first guys down to the hospital whenever the accident happened. And that rattled me pretty good. I've never worked at anything harder in my entire life. It's one of the most optimistic, inspiring, positive people I've ever been around in my life. Um, I have a job out here, and it's to inspire and encourage people along the way, and that's what I strive to do. Our guest today is a six-time NFR bareback riding qualifier, a four-time CFR qualifier, and the 2012 Canadian champion bareback rider. One of the best to strap his hand in the rigging, but more importantly nowadays, an inspiration to us all after a life-altering and career-ending injury that left him paralyzed from the belly button down. This man shows the will and the never-give-up attitude more than anyone out there for the will to walk once again. It's the wild man and our buddy, Mr. J.R. Bazane. J.R., how are we doing today? Shoot, man. Another great day this side of the dirt, ain't it? I, uh... <laughs> <laughs> my my go-to my go-to uh saying lately has been if i was any better i'd have to be walking so life's good man all's good thanks for having me on it's an honor <laughs> oh dude that's so good uh good to hear from you good to see you and we uh you know we've been chatting back and forth about some different stuff over the last little while with the western sports foundation and a whole bunch of different things so uh we figured this would be a, a great way to to, to visit with you and see how things are going these days so uh what uh, what has been going on you're in you're in montana now originally from wyoming but uh what's uh, what's keeping you busy nowadays yep um shoot well yeah i've done a few of these over the years everybody knows the story everybody knows about the wreck um i hit four years this year september 22nd was my fourth year since the wreck seems like yesterday man it's going time's going fast i thought i'd be walking by now but by golly i ain't giving up yet um I had, uh, I had actually, I had some really cool shit happen here in March. I had a guy cold call me my biggest dream and desire, um, after rodeo was to get into raining cow horses and the raining cow horse world. Um, I, while I was rodeoing besides rodeoing, that's my passion and my desire was training horses. And I always was drawn to the raining cow horse world because I, for one, I, I love cowboying. I love being a cowboy and I love cowboying. And I believe the horse is the ultimate tool to get a cowboy job done and nothing gets my rocks off more than when you go to a place and everybody's mounted good and nobody has to get off their horse to get the job done. So I've always wanted to go ride around with those. I never really cared about showing, but I always wanted to go ride around with those professional trainers and learn how to get one that trained and that broke. Because I believe if you can get one that trained that broke, it can go any direction from there, whether it's low end dressage, whether it's a rope horse, whether it's a reining horse, whatever, just about getting one that trained and delving in on my horsemanship gene. So that's been my biggest frustration since the wreck. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't miss rodeoing. I mean, 
don't get me wrong. I miss burn bucking horses and I miss seeing my buddies on the daily. And I miss the family that the rodeo world has, you know, as you're rodeoing, but I don't miss rodeoing. I don't miss, I don't, I don't get sad. I don't get jealous. I don't get frustrated that I'm not rodeoing anymore. I I've even swallowed the pill and I don't get, I don't get mad in my, in my ranch and stuff because I'm still doing it. I've, I've found ways to, to get through and figure it out and keep on keeping on. We're still running cows. We're still doing, doing the ranch life. So I, I don't even get frustrated at that, but I have, I get super frustrated that my horse training and my horse riding side of my life has looked different. And that's been a, been a big, a big frustration since the wreck. Well, this guy cold called me. I did a podcast with uh, Marcus Luttrell and the team never quit. And at the end of the podcast, they asked me, what, what would you be doing if, if the wreck hadn't happened? I said, well, I'm, I'm doing exactly what I would be doing regardless other than I was dreaming of getting the random cow horse world. Well, this guy heard that and he cold called me out of the blue in March and said, why the hell wait till you're walking? I think we can get it figured out. So that's, what's been keeping me busy since March. I've been training I've been going down to Texas and riding cow horses and chipping away, getting better and better. And it took me a little while to, to see the dream and this and to, to see where I wanted to go with it. But I let the cat out of the bag here not too long ago and I'm shooting for the stars. I'm, I want to compete at the world's greatest horseman one day and I want to be a million dollar rider. So I've, I've freaking been training at it. I've been working at it and been trying and I set my goals for the impossible and that's what I'm shooting for. Hell fuck. That's a lot to unpack right there. There's so many ways to go with that. <laughs> oh, shit. shit, dude, that is fucking wild. So, um, the for those that, that don't know so you know paralyzed um from from the belly button down but you you recently got to to get some like robotic legs and and have been that's the the tool right that is helping you ride or, or how do you how do you how does this work for people that don't know of how you're training these horses and being able to ride it and just the beginning of it i know the goals at the end but just the beginning of it how how it began yeah, start. start riding again yeah it's been it's been freaking so awesome man because see i needed it to i needed it to look like i wanted it to look right god has changed my view and changed my perspective and i've had to swallow some pride and i've had to change how i viewed the situation and 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 view how 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 i'm looking at it but so i i started riding with some dressage whips and right away i he that guy still, I tell him every time I talk to him, like he doesn't know what he's done for my life because he really has changed my life. And it came at a great time because I was not that, not that I've given up on walking because I haven't, I believe I'm going to walk and I'm still striving and I'm still trying and, and, and I'm still extensively rehabbing it at home, but life, life has taken over and I got bills that need paid and I got a family I'm taking care of and a kid that needs food on the table and life takes over. And I didn't even really realize that I was stuck in the mundane and stuck in the rut, but I was, I needed that something in my life, that, that competition drive, that something to shoot for because I haven't had it since rodeo. And right away it was the will to walk again. But when you work at something for 365 days, as hard as I've worked at walking again, and you see very little, very minimal recovery, very small, minute, veterances or however you want to say it it freaking wears on a guy and it's tough on your mind and it's tough to keep going so i needed that something to give me something to strive for but right away he just got me got me figuring out my seat i seriously i'm i'm starting back over at ground zero i have it mentally but i'm trying to figure it out physically again now and so i started just 
back to the basics. It took me back to when I was 12 years old and started starting to ride Colts and, and just relearning my feel. And the first thing I learned was for the last three years, I just been riding around like a bump on a log and I can actually get in time with them horses feet and I can rock back and forth. I started using dressage whips and I, I have a pride thing where I wanted to make it my own and make it make one myself and this, that, and the other thing. That's a funny story. Well, I'll tie into that one later, but, um, but I I've, I've changed my perspective. I realized that I got a lot to learn and, and I'm okay with starting on a broke horse and one that's going to teach me. And so that I then can apply it to, to my ground uppers and, and, and make one myself. But that's kind of how it's been going from now. I've just been going down there riding, riding broke ones, figuring out how to ride again, figuring out how to control my body and control the feet. And it's been freaking awesome, man. It's been, it's been a dream come true. And, but yeah, no, those, that, that deal, I'm just riding normally. I have a seatbelt, but I just use my regular old saddle and I started riding with dressage whips and trying to figure it out. The walking machine, that's been badass. Um, I have actually, I just updated my app and it, it lost all my data, but I had just shy of a hundred thousand steps so far. I've had them for a year and they're, they're life-changing, man. It's they're, they're badass. They're, I sure strap them on in my chair um that clicks together in six pieces um it's posture driven so it's stand up and go it's a robot and it i have to act like i'm actually walking um and sorry jr when you say that you mean you have to act like you're walking so did your if like your your upper body movement engages the robot legs the robotic legs is that how that would work okay yep my hips have to be far enough forward so the hips have to be far enough forward and i gotta act like i'm taking the step and then it kicks in and 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 assists assist the the else or the other part of it um i recently ramped them up i was i started out where i could get like 500 steps then i'd be pretty spent and i ramped it up i'm shooting for 5,000 steps a day every other day um and yeah trying to trying to kick this thing's ass man and get out of this chair god willing i will damn that's wild man. but that that oh, i'm gonna i'm gonna go on that too that was a humbling deal for me that was a hundred thousand dollar machine and that was that was all donated man the rodeo family banded together western sports foundation donated half of it um Lorio Harver with Bronc Ride Nation. She hosted a fundraiser. Mitch Pollock um, hosted a fundraiser at his Bronc match last year, and all that was donated. There was a hundred thousand dollars that was that was donated to help me get that machine, and it, it humbled me because it made me realize that there are a lot of good people still out there in this world. And it was it was humbling when everybody helped me out right away after the wreck. But that's that's understandable. Everybody wants to help you with your medical bills and everybody mm-hmm. wants to help you right away. It was very, very humbling to me to know that there's that many people still out there believing in my dream, believing in my goals, believing with me that I am going to kick this thing's ass and that I am going to walk again. And I believe this is the the next tool that's going to get me on the way, keep me on the way and and just because I can get up and send the signal and send the signal as much as I want. And it's changed my life. And it was a bittersweet deal to me because when I first got my machine and, and everything, I, I, I told my therapist that I said, this is, this is crazy because everybody in my situation should have the opportunity at this because it's changed my life that much. It's been that good for my mental health and that good for my physical health that everybody in my situation should have an opportunity at that. And, I have goals and big visions of, of being able to 
either creating a business or starting a business or creating a foundation or something to be able to, to change people's lives with that and change people in my situation's lives, because it's been that huge of an yeah. impact on my life. Give them that same opportunity. you have. Yep. Yeah. So with your physio, JR, uh, how often do you have to be back in front of your doctors? At, is that kind of a, like so many times a year, or do you set those appointments when you feel that you've made some progress that they need to see, or how do you guys gauge that? NFP. That's what this podcast is about, right? <laughs> I've, I've, I've taken that all on myself, man. And I, I extensively really? rehab here at the house. Um, that was a very hard thing for me to do to take that step because I spent nine months in, in rehab. I spent a month at, in Houston at Tier, and then I spent eight months south of Salt Lake City in Sandy at NeuroWorks. And I, I, I was treating it like a job. And we were getting closer to part of the story is, so my wife told me she was pregnant, expecting our first kid September 1st. And I was hurt three weeks later, September 22nd. So everybody thinks I'm a I'm, I'm tough. She's a rock. She did freaking her whole pregnancy with me in rehab hospitals and she's a yeah. rock man. But, but when we got ready, when we were getting closer to having the kid, um, we wanted to have it at home. So I, I went to them and I said, what's, what do you think about me going home? I don't want to detriment my, my recovery. And they said with your work ethic and, and, and your will, we, we feel, we feel very comfortable sending you home to do it on your own. And I haven't let them down. I've stayed in contact with them. I've checked in periodically when I have a big breakthrough or anything, I go to them. Um, I go down there periodically and get retested, make sure I'm still on the up and up, um, getting better and better. Um, if I get a huge breakthrough, I, I I'll go back down there and, and seek their expertise. But I came home and, and did some rehab here at home and in, in Montana and it was pathetic, man. It was piss poor. They honestly should have paid us for a lesson. And it was, it was crazy. It blew my mind. So I do all that myself. I, I set up a gym at home here and, and I do it all myself. I hired Doug champion with champion living fitness and he's put in his input just to break up the monotony and, and keep me striving. So I got him as a trainer and he sends me workouts and I do my own leg stuff and yeah, just keep chipping away, man. Wow. Yeah. Inspiring, right. That, that you, you, with, yeah. with everything that happens to you and I'm sure the mental aspect of things is, is just as difficult probably as the, as the physical aspect a lot of times. And, and how do you keep yourself striving? You talk about, you know, you know, you sounded a little bit not upset about it, but you know, with the little things that, that come and they're not big strives moving forward, you feel like, and, and obviously you want to walk, you want to be here and, and the time that it takes and all this different stuff that goes along with it mentally, you know, you just keep pushing forward or, or is there, there's obviously days that are, that are just so much tougher than the others, but your mental game is, is up there and sounds a lot like the Marcus Luttrell or these Navy SEAL guys, these guys that just have the never give up attitude that most people in society have no idea about. Um, is there something that you look up to or something that you do, or is there a daily activation that, that gets you to keep moving forward? Or is there days that you just don't want to get out of bed sometimes? Um, yes, all of those, um, humanly speaking, it is impossible to have the attitude that I have from this chair because life in a wheelchair sucks. It's there's, 
no other way to say that. I'd be lying. I'd be lying if I told you that it was fun. I'd be lying if I told you that it was cool. I would be lying if I told you that this is where I want to spend the rest of my life because I don't. Humanly speaking, it's impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Um, I have, I've created daily habits in my life and I've surrendered to his time and his plan and his will. And that's, I had a lot of people tell me that, uh, there's going to come a day when you're going to have to accept that this is the rest of your life. And I don't believe that. Um, I believe in miracles and I believe in the power of prayer and I believe in God. And I, there was a time in my life that I, I was sitting up here nine months. We had just got home nine months after my wreck and I had to swallow the pill that it wasn't on my timing and that it wasn't no matter everything else that I'd ever wanted in my entire life. I got from my work ethic. I worked at it and I got it. If I didn't get it, I worked harder and I got it. And I've never had anything in my life that I didn't want because I've got it. I've put the work in and whatever. The only other thing is a world championship in the, in the bareback ride. And I would have got one of those if I would have had a little bit more time in my career, because I was getting that obsessed with it. It was the only thing that I hadn't won that I needed to win. And I just, I have that attitude. I have that never quit attitude and your hard work does not cheat you. And I, I believe that. But um, with that being said, I've never worked at anything harder in my entire life. And to see that is, is taxing. It is taxing on your mind. And there are days that I want to freaking give up. And I've, I've said those prayers, Lord, I, I've, I've never been depressed enough where I wanted to commit suicide, but I've, 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 I've said them prayers, man. If I'm going to be real and blunt and honest, I've said those prayers, Lord, take my life away from me. I think that I think people in my life would be better off without me. And it is tough and it is struggle. There is struggles and there are days that I want to quit, but my family, man, my family and my friends, my pards, they keep me going. And the, I've accepted my gift as a, as an inspirer and an encourager and freaking don't weaken, don't quit. Don't quit striving. The, we're, we're made great in our weaknesses. When, what are we, I was just texting my boys this actually, I got a, I got a list of guys that I try to keep fired up and, and, what are the impossibles in your life? You got to be striving for the impossibles because if you're not striving for the impossibles, what are you striving for? Are you striving for, for mediocrity? Are you striving to be content? And I said, bullshit, not me. I freaking, I want to be better. I want to be a better husband. I want to be a better father. I want to be a better person. I want to love people greater. I want to, I want to be better. I want to be the best I can be. And I treat this situation the same my hard work isn't going to cheat me. And it's, it's on those hard, hard days that I have to make myself get out of bed, try to wiggle my toes, go up to the gym and put in a workout. And as soon as you do that, you freaking you feel better. You know, you're working towards your goal. You know, you're striving for the impossible and I'm hardwired to shoot for the impossible. And I've, that's what keeps me going. My family, my friends, my pards, and striving for the impossible and lord will and i will get there hell yeah that's fucking yeah that's cool man and you know it's it's it, like you say now you, you know you inspire people and 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 people can look at you in the situation that you're in and you know say a young kid or something or somebody that's that's just getting into this position that, that you've been into um you know there's somebody that you that you can look up to right is there somebody that you know, like Jerome Davis or, or Dwayne Danes, or there's different people that have been in the position that, um, that you're in now. Is there any of those guys that you talk to within the sport or, or anything like that? Or, or do you just can't kind of keep looking for that next step to, to try to help you to walk again? 
Dwayne's been, I've talked to Dwayne a bunch. He actually sent me a saddle. He's Dwayne's, Dwayne's, Dwayne's a rock star, man. Um, Jerome, I have not got the opportunity to meet Jerome yet, but that guy doesn't even know it that I look up and I respect him. And, and it's guys like that, that keep me striving because if they can continue on doing what they're doing, then why the hell can't I? And actually my wife's uncle lived right here a mile from our house and he's a quadriplegic. He broke his neck when he was 19. So he'd been in a chair for 30 years, 30 plus years. And he, he runs for, he ran, I, he sold that place here a couple of years ago, but he, he, he ran 400 cows and he ranched and he, he did the deal. He had hired men and whatever else. And yeah. I never seen him bitch and I never seen him complain. He couldn't even use his arms, you know? So that's another thing that helps get me through them tough days is, is you got to find the little things to be thankful for and be careful what you're complaining about because there's somebody out there wishing that they had what you have. And don't get me wrong. I have my frustrating days too. And I get pissed off and I get freaking frustrated, but it's in those moments that I remember that I got to be thankful that I have my hands. I have my arms. I can still lift. I can hold my kid in my hands or in my arms. I can play with my boy. I can throw the ball and whatever else, you know? And yeah, they're definitely, man, there's so many people out there that, that I look up to and, and, and I aspire through the situation because I, I did a study actually here not too long ago. Um, 60% of people that end up paralyzed end up committing suicide. And I, I, I can understand why. And I've set out to be that inspiration. I've accepted my role as an inspirer and an encourager. It's not who I want to be. It's not what I want to do. It's just hardwired into me. I, mm -hmm. I'm a half glass, half full type of guy and always find the positives. And for even my traveling partners, everybody liked hanging out with me because I'm a, if you put yeah. your mind yeah. to it, you can spur <laughs> this fucking grizzly bear, you know, yeah. and yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's, coming out in this podcast it's just hardwired into me it's who i am if you put your mind to it you can get it accomplished and i've i'm i've set out and i'm striving for that to be that inspiration and be that encouragement and and i'm gonna prove to the world that if you if you try hard enough if you remain patient and you work at it hard enough that you can do whatever the hell you want to do because if you got god on your side nothing is impossible and and i believe that i truly full-heartedly believe that and i Thank the people out there that do inspire me and do encourage me. The Jeromes, the Dwayne's, the Sid Newman's, the, all those people that are worse off than me that don't bitch and don't complain. Uh, you mentioned your traveling partners, GR. Um, this is kind of a two-part question. Um, let our listeners know who, who your traveling partners were, you know, for, for those years you were ripping her up to, at the NFR and, and tell us who your picks are to win the gold buckle 22. Yep. Um, I, so I started out my career. I, I went with Caleb Bennett. Um, we, uh, Clint lay fell Canadian. Um, and then we had, I guess us and RC Landingham, us four yep. traveled together for three or four years. And then I got, I broke my back at Cloverdale in 2015, I actually just broke some transverse processes off. So I was out 15. And when I came back in 16, I ended up going with Steven Dent, uh, Tanner Oss and Ty Brewer. Um, and yeah, shoot some of the best times of my life, man. They were, they were, both of those crews were damn yeah, fun. And those are good we, crews. We, we had good times. Um, 
but yeah, they, uh, those, those like-minded guys, you know, shoot for the stars. Hey, and, JR, and, JR, so good yeah. a time, so good of a time that you missed the Pinocchio short go one time. <laughs> so good of a time. I missed the Pinocchio short go one time. <laughs> oh, I got all sorts of crazy stories like that. We want to get into them. Shoot, I got all sorts of stories. I was thankful that I had babysitters on the rodeo trail because I was freaking who knows where the hell I would have ended up if I wouldn't have had babysitters. <laughs> Sounds like you um, had a good time. Yeah. Oh, damn right. Shoot. Um, my pick to win the NFR, man. I don't know. Um, to be a hundred percent honest, I, uh, I, I'm, I, well, my brother-in-law's Sage Newman, so he's winning the world in the bronc ride, and I've become more of a bronc riding fan than I am, than I am anything else in the rodeo world. Because after you've seen, seen one, you've seen them all, right? And we've all seen a million of them. Um, I dang sure like to see RC go give it a whack. He, the bareback riding's as tight as it's ever been, and shoot, there's only sixty thousand between fifteenth and first, so that's going to be a be a fun anyone's race. Game. How do you, yeah. how do you count game. out Casey Field, who went to 30 rodeos this year and he's seventh in the world? It's tough mm -hmm. to count him out. Tough to count out Tim O'Connell. He's going to be coming back with a vengeance. Um, but I'd like to see new blood, man. I'd like to see Caleb get one, or I'd like to see RC get one. Um, just because they're my pards. Tanner, yeah. I'd like to see Tanner get one. Them guys, those are those are my crews, and I'd like to see. This is I told I've told all of them. This is just good a year as any to win one, ain't it? So I'd like to see one of them guys win one. I think all all three of them guys have a good shot. Just well, if those guys were smart, the they'd have you. If those guys were smart, they'd have you in the dressing room every night before they run their hand in those Reagans, just firing <laughs> them up. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you're giving them some good text messages. That's funny that you say that because I I, I picked my brother-in-law to win the world in January. I told him he he won the circuit finals, and I hit last year was his first NFR, and I when I first came here to Montana, he was 16 and he had just been getting on for a year. So I've, it's been very, very cool to me to watch his career and see, see how it unfolds and see his hard work starting to pay off and just see, see where he's came. And last year he made his first finals and he, I, I could see the fire in his eyes. He was, he was, his goals were reached, but he wasn't content. And mm -hmm. I, he won the circuit finals in January and I called him and told him, I said, don't let me down because I got you picked to win the world this year in the Bronx ride. And by golly, he hasn't let me down at all this year. And he, uh, so I was down there in the locker room last year with them. And that's a, it's a, that's a hard, it, I don't know, cowboy code, you know, you, that's a, it's an honorable thing to make it. Not everybody gets to go down there. Not everybody should be down there. So I'm having a very hard time finding my way back down there into that locker room just because yeah, it's well, not my time said, anymore. It's not my right. time anymore, you know, and, and I'm on to, on to other things, but everybody's telling me I need to get down there. So I just, I just re called, called and said, well, the only way I'd feel good about being down there is if somebody gives me a job. I don't care if it's baby powder and flanks or whatever it has to be, but give me a job <laughs> yep. title so I can get down there and pump you boys up. Nice. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah, that's cool. What was it like walking into that, that first NFR lifelong dream grew up being a cowboy riding bucking horses, rode some bulls and shit too. I remember which was just pretty badass. Uh, I but, got on them anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but them, it's a different story. The, the first NFR lifelong goal coming to fruition that first, uh, I don't know. Did the bareback riders ride in the intro or no? Do you guys No, No. Right. But the first NFR, let's walk us through that. Just what was that like? I'm sure you were having a good time in Vegas as well, but 
um, that uh, goal coming true, that dream coming true. What's that first NFR like? How do you even put it in words? It's unexplainable, right? It's like making the PBR finals. I'm sure for the first time it's, that's a, that you, you can't, you can't explain those emotions and those feelings. Um, it's unreal. It's, it, it is that, that place is the place. And especially for bareback riders, uh, you know, I, or any, anything other than bull riders. And I'm sure, you know, I, PBR finals is, is the same where bull riders making the NFR. I'm sure it's the same feelings, but there it's, it's unexplainable, man. That place is, it is, it is your lifelong dream. And as a kid growing up rodeo, and that is where you want to go. You want to be in them yellow bucking shoots and it's, it's unreal. It's unfathomable. You can't, you can't even explain the, the feelings that that place gives you when, when you're, when you're, but I think that's for anything in life. It ain't just mine was rodeo because that's what, what I grew up doing. And it should be those same emotions. I, I guarantee you I'll get those same emotions, if not better when I'm walking again, you know what I mean? It's oh. about any, any of those goals that you accomplish, any of those lifelong dreams that you accomplish there, you can't explain it. You can't, no words, there's no words that can explain the feelings that you get that when, when you, when you reach a goal, when you accomplish your goal, when you accomplish a dream and when you accomplish one of your impossibles. Yeah. Fucking a. Yeah. And then winning a Canadian championship, obviously having success at the NFR round wins, all that sort of stuff. Uh, what, what drew you to, to Canada? Was it a lot of the, uh, you know, traveling partners with Clinton, those guys, or were you coming up before that? um you know you were a mainstay up here for a lot of years that's where we got to know each other and you talk about right that's funny that you say about like riding horses and you were always into that sort of stuff i remember the calgary stampede one year going to the wagon barns and jr's out riding the out riding horses around he's warming up the <laughs> out riding horses for the out riding. what the fuck are you doing back here jr like i just ride um uh, but canada well, yeah, what drew you up here and and uh and kept you up here for a lot of years five percent oh. beer <laughs> yeah, yeah no shit <laughs> awesome beer stands and afternoon perps man maybe longer, to party. maybe longer to party um no i don't know um i loved canada man i rank bucking horses and 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 wild women i guess i don't know man um we went up there i guess so my my rookie year i went with kelly timberman and he he went he he went he went up to Canada a bunch. And once we got up there, once I started going with Caleb, we made it goals to make the Canadian finals. And the, 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 the competition was good. Um, there's great. There's maybe not as many up there as there is down here, but them guys ain't no freaking fluffs. I made six NFRs every year. I shot to make the NFR. I made it down here up there. I tried every single year to make Canadian finals and I'm, made it about every other year there was a couple years that i didn't qualify because they're not pushovers it ain't it ain't easy um but yeah i rank bucking horses and i always thought like i never said it like I, obviously my goals were always to win the canadian finals and and the year i did win the canadian finals it was one of those that i frick i was the dark horse man i came in 12th or 11th or something i barely made the canadian finals and dusty lavalle had, had won four in a row i beat the king and yeah. i was one of them i just drew good i i rode good i was riding good and i drew good but i was in one of them zones and everything that i got on buck and every time i nodded my head i won and it just 
happened. I wasn't even really trying. I was just going up there to get a good warm up to go to the finals. And it just, it just happened. It was one of them, one of them ones, you know, was the, ex- and was I, the exchange I, on the dollar at least good for you, JR? Uh, yeah, most years it was, I think, shoot the one year, I think we're 96 cents to the dollar on the, oh, the, the yeah. one year there, there's a few years where it was 70 cents or whatever, but it didn't matter, man. When you're it, riding for, I always sacrificed making a circuit finals for a Canadian finals because Canadian finals paid 10 to yeah. $12,000 around yet six rounds. Half of those horses were going to the NFR and it was great warm up. It was go up there, get the rest knocked off, come down here and kick ass, you know? And those know, finals, I, those were Edmonton finals for you, right? You were at yeah. North Lines yep. and Edmonton. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yep. good times. Good times. But yeah, no, I, I love Canada, man. I had fun. I freaking rank bucking horses. and Yeah, we're all right up here. Yeah, okay. Good. I, I got a bunch of Canadian friends, man. I don't know. I just, yeah. you guys are I'm more more my blood, you know. Canada than Texas, I can tell you that much right now. <laughs> well, like we said before we got live here, you're almost a Canadian now. You're just shit. You're just across the border. Yep. Yeah, yeah. shoot. And I'm some of my best buddies, Zeke Thurston. Shoot, Thurston's a great to me. Shoot, Clint. You guys, yep. Rick, you know, just I got a lot of good buddies that are Canadians, and I was always growing up there. I liked it up there. So, um, you talk about Zeke Thurston, and I know that, that you guys are really close, and um, Zeke, obviously, a really uh, close guy, 3D bull riding athlete, and friend of friend of ours here at the pod. But um, you see him outside the arena, and, and how great of a of a cowboy he is, and how much of a hand he is, and that I think plays into his bronc riding of why he's such a successful bronc rider. On top of that, you the same thing I feel like, right? And I don't know much about bareback riding, but you're a hand, you're a cowboy, you can ride horses. Do do those play in together to be able to ride bucking horses as well as you did, or or was it or is it two total different aspects? No, it, I, I, I credit a lot of my career to my wrestling and to my horsemanship gene. I could feel them horses. I could, I could get along with horses and I could get out on horses that nobody else could get out on. And I got along with the bad ones. And I, I, Wyoming high school rodeo, we had freaking grouchy old Hank Franzen is and the Birch brothers is they had our high school rodeo. So I grew up on rank shit and you had to freaking cowboy. Yeah. Cowboy shit, man. You, you, you had to ride the rank ones and they'd bring all their junk, all their C stringers, the arm yankers, you know? So I learned how to ride rank ones early. Um, but definitely. And it's funny that you say that because I got my parts in the bareback riding, but I have way more parts that are bronc riders because just because of the cowboy aspect of it. And I am a cowboy and I got a lot of interests that are the same as those guys. My brother-in-law, he's the same. We're ranchers. We rope, we choke shit. We, that gets our rocks off, you know, <laughs> Zeke's the same. We're freaking just, I got a Taos Muncie, yeah. Isaac Diaz, all them guys, they're cowboys. And, and I got along with cowboys, man. And cowboys band together, bull riders that are cowboys hang out with bronc riders. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just the, there's there's cowboys and there's athletes and i think you have to be an athlete nowadays to even be able to compete you have to be an athlete but in 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 your heart you're a cowboy and and i always have been and i i credit a lot of my career to being as good as i was from just that my horsemanship gene and 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 my horseman gene and growing up riding colts and cowboying man and you you said it you hit the nail on the head there jr about being an athlete and being a cowboy i think the days of just not that they're 
can't be a beer drink in between performance. You got to look after yourself now, um, not, not just physically, but mentally, which uh, I've never got to spend any time with you before. But the mental side of the game, you could be clinics for these guys. I could probably send you a list of 10 guys up here that we know you could have a, you know, a huge influence on. That's something you've ever thought about doing more of? Like talking uh, to, like, have you been asked to do it? Because on a, we've, how many of these pods have we done, Tan? Uh, 50 some. Yep. 50 some. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the one I'm just sitting here and listening. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, there are not that many of them. That, you know, we're usually encouraging the conversation and, and, you just you just bringing it every time you open your mouth. You bring it something that needs to be wrote down or, or listened to or remembered and heard. And and um, that's you know there's you, you talk about Marcus Luttrell. I know he's a motivational speaker. Has has anybody ever approached you about that, or is that something you'd be interested in doing? It's funny you ask that because there's been about 150 people since I got hurt that told me I need to be more serious about that and do that more. And I always, I, I, I haven't ever seeked it out. Um, I've, I've done them. I've, every time anybody asks, I go do it because I think that's my gift back to the Lord because Romans eight twenty eight says that all things happen for the good of those that love him and are called according to his purpose. So I, I believe that good is coming out of the situation and I believe that good is still going to come out of the situation. And I believe that I can be a world changer and I can impact people's lives and I can inspire and I can encourage. And it's funny that you asked that because I've accepted that role. I've accepted that, that that's one of my spiritual gifts that I am an inspirer and I am an encourager and I am hardwired to shoot for the impossible. And our world needs to see that right now. Oh. That if, if you can believe it, you can achieve it. And you have to believe it to achieve it. And I, so actually I, I, there, I got, I met a buddy. He's got another podcast, Jason Swick with let freedom reign. Um, and we're going to start a podcast. Um, I'm going to start promoting, just kind of start promoting this business side of it. But um, I talked to Dan James, who's a world renowned horse trainer from Australia, now living in the States, does Liberty stuff. And he's a great, great horseman and a horse trainer. And he said, I think he kind of is setting up a business schedule or model, however you want to call it for me to, to start doing that more and be a, I'm not great publicly, like in big settings. Mm -hmm. Um, I would need some coaching to be, to do that more but I'm great like this. I'm great one-on-one. I'm great in bareback riding schools. I'm great in little groups. I I'm great with kids. I'm great. I'm, I am, I'm in, I'm, I'm motivational and I'm, I'm an encourager and I'm an inspirer. And so I have, I'm, I'm, I'm got the ball rolling. I am going to, I am going to branch out, see where it goes and start doing some more of that. Start being a motivational coach or whatever, however you would call it. And it's not what I want to do. It's not what I've just accepted the role that, it's mm-hmm. who I am. And I, I do need to impact people's lives. And I, 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 it's humbling, say- actually it's humbling because I'm just J.R. Vizane. I nothing's changed. I put my pants on the same way you do one leg at a time. And I don't, I don't know why I'm like this. I just am. And I, I need to use that gift as, to, to help people and to inspire people because I think yeah. the world needs to pick me up right now. Would you, would you say you were that way? September 20 prior to September 22nd, four years ago, Jared, would you, would you be an inspirer and somebody that was always 
lifting up your pards and your traveling partners were you that guy that was in their face every day to be better if they you know they were kind of a puss that performance did you tell yep i've been that way my whole life <laughs> yep. it started in, <laughs> yep. it started in wrestling i yeah i was yep. i was and it wasn't ever i let my actions speak louder than my words right yeah and you 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 have to your your actions speak louder than your words so you can i can give you any bullshit story about how great you can be you won't believe it until you see it happening in my life and i can tell you that hard work pays off but if you don't see me in the hard work and you don't see my hard work paying off you won't believe me right so i've been that way my whole life i've i've worked on myself i've put in a hundred percent i've shot for the stars and reached them i've set goals and accomplished them i've done that my whole life and since i was a little kid i've been that guy i was that guy in the wrestling room and it wasn't that i had to preach it it wasn't that i had to get in your face and pump you up you i, I inspired you because i've kicked your ass in the wrestling room and I outran you in sprints and I put in the extra effort and I, because I, I'm hardwired that way, if you want it, you got to earn it. And I've been that way my whole life. And I, I never really accepted the role until after the wreck, but I have, I, I always have been that guy and I've always been positive and I've always had a positive mind and don't get me wrong. I've had my days where I'm pissed off at the judges and cuss a judge here or there and come back and throw my rigging down in my rigging bag and take 15 minutes to blow the steam off. But after that, I'm, I find the little things to be thankful for and I find the positives in life. And that's the only thing that gets me through life, man, is finding those little things and finding the positives. And I have, I, I it's hardwired into me. I've always been that way. Oh yeah. Good night. Um, going back to the Canadian championship. Um, <laughs> this was in the wilder days. I know, but I like these stories cause they crack me up. But what happened when you, uh, when you, when you came to get your truck? Oh, frick. I'll, I'll back, I'll back this up. Even this one will make you laugh. You're talking about missing Pinocchio. I, I had a good one there too at the Canadian finals the year. I won it. So everybody gets together after and you go to the, uh, the bar right there at the at the at the grounds or whatever and you have a few toddies and everybody <laughs> gets feeling good and then you have all the beers in the locker room well by the time then you get the limo and we all go to steak dinner or whatever by the time we were done with steak dinner i had went to the bathroom locked myself in the bathroom because i had to pull myself out of the drunk that i was in <laughs> and i passed out in the toilet well then they got me to come back to and they have video of it. I don't even remember it. They have video of it. They're packing me in. I'm, I think it's Jake Vold and I can't remember who else, but I'm over They're They're packing me in. There's like, I'm like Jesus on the cross, head down, my feet are dragging. And they're like, here's your Canadian champion. Here I am dragging you behind. Oh, it's funny. But so then I come up to get my pickup and I, uh, well, I'd, so I'd won the vouchers or whatever, and I'd called Lethbridge. I had the deal set up, um, had the pickup picked out. I fly in because it's going to be, I, I show up, I pay for it, I leave. Well, I get there and they won't take a check. They won't take a personal check. I was just, I use the vouchers. It's a $55,000 pickup. I have $20,000 vouchers. I write a check for $35,000. They're like, oh no, we can't accept a check. 
So I'm like, well, fuck, great. So I'm like, well, this is on a Friday, Friday afternoon. Would you take an IOU? Exactly. You know what? Hold on. So I'm like, the money's good. I have the money. I can prove it. I'm like, well, shit, I don't know. Try running my debit cards. So, so they try running my debit cards. Obviously, that's way too big of a purchase for my yeah. debit card. So now my debit cards are locked up. So this is a this is a Friday Friday evening, and I try to call my banker at home. I'm like, hey, can you up the limits on them? Well, now it's Saturday through the weekend. So I'm stuck in Canada. I have no cash. I maybe a hundred bucks, a cell phone with no phone charger. I don't have a change of clothes. I don't have anything, man. And I had to spend three days up there. Come come to find out or turns around, they I can't get the deal done until the next week. So I have to call my grandparents to come frick. I stay at the guy at the dealership's house. Like he <laughs> takes me out takes me to dinner we have a few beers i end up crashing at his house i can't buy a hotel room because i don't have enough cash my debit cards aren't working it's a cluster man so i gotta i have to i have a set of grandparents in great falls i have to call them tell them to come pick me up they come grab me and i get back down there i get back down there and i call them i'm like all right here's the deal i'm gonna wire the money but you cocksuckers are meeting me at the border with my pickup and it's all gonna be good so they do they meet me at the border I go through customs, whatever. I go to get my pickup licensed and they're like, oh, it, it wasn't imported rightly. I'm like, are you freaking <laughs> kidding me? So long story short, I get it all done. I get it all taken care of, whatever. It takes me six months or whatever. Long story short, if I ever won them vouchers again, I would sell them up there because it was such <laughs> a pain in the ass. I love it. That's good. That's good stuff. Uh, I always, you know, I don't mean to go back to the, um, to the injury. Um, but you know, we had Bonner Bolton on the, the podcast and, uh, he, um, broke his back and, um, he talked about when it happened and the day was like totally different to him looking back. And then when it happened, all this shit happened to him mentally and physically. And it was just like a, a life changing experience for him. For those that don't know, um, can you walk us through the the situation today and then the wreck and then the diagnosis of it for those that, you know, that are listening that, that don't know the story? Yep, absolutely. Um, yep. So September 22nd, 2018, I was on the bubble. I was 14th in the world. Um, I, so I was headed down. There was two weeks left of the regular season and there's that week Pasadena, um, Texarkana, Amarillo, some of them. So half of our traveling crew was safe and made the finals. Tanner, Austin, and I were on the bubble. So we were we were entered through the end of the season. Um, I had come, Pendleton had gotten over. We had went to Abilene, da-da-da-da-da. We were headed to Pasadena. It was the third one of the week. It, and, and honestly, it wasn't a different weird day. You know, like a lot of people when they have those wrecks, the day's weird and whatever. Like I didn't have any of those feelings. I had a Colt John Brazos bash, a frontier rodeos. I had asked Tom Newens about him. They had had him at the night rodeo and Cody through the summer. He'd had a handful of guys on him and showed potential, but he had never, it was a Colt. He had never had, never had anybody give him the iron. Like I was about to give him the iron and, but it wasn't weird. It wasn't different. It wasn't anything. It was just a normal old day. I was in freaking shithole of America, Pasadena, hot, muggy, didn't want to be there if you're end of the season, you're ready to go home mm. on the bubble. But other than that, it wasn't, it was, we're chasing that dream. You got to get the NFR made. Right. So 
um i crawl in there run my hand in crack her back and let them fly and that horse circled around there bumped into the buck and shoots and i've had horses flip on me before i had shoot probably 50 horses flip over backwards on me and i could always get out of the way but the way it happened was she bumped back into the buck and shoots reared and she when she reared she kind of preloaded on her hawks and sprung in the air and bareback riding you're you're all about weight on your hips and that's what gives you your control and your your core control well when she sprung in the air she kind of ran me off my rigging and i was duck sitting out of the water man i i couldn't get out of the way and it happened so slow it was fast but it happened so slow in my mind that i felt her coming over i felt that i couldn't get out of the way and it just pulled me in half i caught it on my shoulders and went from bareback rider to horse scale awful fast and so it broke t9 and t10 and the way it happened was like i was i was very fortunate because when she got up I was away from my hand. My hand did come out, but she stomped on my guts and ripped my hand out and then freaking bounced off of me or jumped off of me. And that hurt worse, actually. Like I still, I, it didn't break anything, but I just must have separated some. I still have a knot on my, my, on my ribs from where she crushed me, but that hurt worse than anything. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't catch my breath. Uh, I went, I posted up, went to get up. And I couldn't, couldn't move, couldn't feel. And they all started rushing out there. I, got real still real quiet real in the zone i could hear everything um hush went over the crowd and them guys are there then they they rushed me over sports med they were worried about internal bleeding so they they life flatted me to uh to the texas medical center um and that this i just added laugh into this story so (laughs) I'm, i'm hurting and i'm in pain and so they're they're giving me the meds or whatever. Then they they life flight me to over there. Well, it's a five minute flight. I don't even feel the helicopter take off, and then we're there. And they start pumping morphine in me, and I'm hurting, and I'm asking for more and asking for more and pain level like I'd never been on before in my life. And then I get feeling pretty good. And I'm I'm sitting there, and there's these nurses, and they're pretty cute, and I'm talking to them, and. <laughs> normal i don't even remember the conversation was because i was whacked out on morphine but i i hear one of them say hey i i've i've given this kid enough morphine to knock a horse out and i can't get his pain level under control so i was on cloud nine i'm hired in a kite and i'm now feeling good so i'm talking to the nurses carry on normal conversation and i kind of feeling myself seeing what i can feel and she's just carrying on a normal conversation and um, I get down to my waist and tell her I can't feel. And then I grab my junk and here I notice I'm laying bare ass naked on this bed with these hot nurses there. <laughs> I'm just carry on on conversation. Right? Then I get real embarrassed about covering myself up. Well, you'll, you'll never, you'll never hear me claim to have a horse cock. I, I, <laughs> have, a, I have a needle dick and I use it like a sewing machine. Right. So, <laughs> embarrassed i'm covering up and i'm like i need a towel and, oh gosh it's funny but, that might be the they, best line in 50 some episodes right there <laughs> i got a needle dick but i use it like a sewing machine <laughs> <laughs> so they uh they 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 do emergency surgery but they don't get me into surgery till the next morning that the to the surgeon it isn't available till seven o'clock the next morning so i wait till seven o'clock next morning then they they take me in uh 
So I was a level T9. I had a chance fracture. Chance fracture is uh, it broke horizontally. It broke T9, partial T9 and T10 all the way through. So horiz or, yeah, horizontally, it broke that vertebrae and shifted my spine. That's what that's what the the diagnosis was, was the yeah. chance fracture level T9. So then they fused from T8 to T12, um, did a spinal fusion and told me good luck. Um, I didn't sever it. It didn't. So I'm an incomplete. It didn't sever the spine. There's just bruising and bleeding in there. There wasn't any rips or tears of the spinal cord or anything. So gives me, gives me hope that, that I can get those nerves to reconnect. But so at, they come around at four o'clock in the morning and do their rounds and ask you whatever. I'm in ICU for a week. And so it takes me a couple of days to get my questions together. But I asked him one day, I never asked for, uh, for, percentage or anything but i asked him i said what's the what's the prognosis and he says well in 35 years of being a spinal surgeon this is one of the worst breaks i've ever seen in my life and i said okay i said well what's that mean he said well there's a slight to slim chance of ever regaining feeling or walking again and it put a big old smile on my face and i said that's all i needed to hear all i needed was a slider slim chance because i can i can live off slider slim chance as long as you don't tell me it's impossible slider slim chance is all i all i need and he said well that's the attitude you're gonna have to have so that's what i've went off of is that slider slim chance and that's all i need to get walking again wow okay um then then the the rehab starts you go for for months at a time was there anything that stands out to you like more than more than the others or something that totally surprised you somebody reaching out i know casey donahue um different stuff like that what was what kind of stands out to you maybe is it just everybody the the amount of support that you got from this rodeo family that that stands out from the whole situation of being in that hospital bed and all that for that wow what has been the craziest thing to me is the amount of followers that have jumped on board since the wreck. Um, I had 6,000 followers on Instagram when I was making the NFR as a top five cowboy in the world, winning third in the average, being a top five guy year in and year out. And since then, I've jumped to damn near 20,000 followers on Instagram. And there's a lot of people following my story. Mm -hmm. um, that's been the biggest surprise to me that there's that many people that care. And there's that many people that believe. And there's that many people that want to see me kick this thing's ass. And that's what keeps me going. That's what keeps me striving is just that the amount of people that freaking jumped in to support us and help us financially, physically, emotionally, everything man it's it takes an army and we've i've been blessed with with that army and blessed with those people in my lives and and it's not it's not only hard for me but it, try being my wife like she has to stay attracted to a man in a wheelchair and she has to want to stay with me to be married to me and it takes an army for her too and there's been so many people i I would feel bad if I started naming them because I would leave, leave people out. Those people yeah. know who they are. And there's been an abundance of people that have helped us out. And it's, it's humbling, man. It's very, very humbling. It's been the most humbling situation that I've ever been in because it's more of a gift to, it's more of a gift to give than it is to receive. And I've received my fair share of love and outpouring and support and money handed to me and everything that's kept me striving and kept me going and kept me trying to reach my goals. Yeah. 
it's inspiring it's yeah truly inspirational right of yeah. the outlook that you have the mindset that you have to, to keep pushing forward and if there's anybody that can fucking do it i think we're looking at them right here so it's 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 you know it's amazing to see and it's fun for us to, to get to talk to you and and know that you're you know it hasn't you haven't let it change you you're the jr that that we all know and love and this is the next step and the next battle that you're going to get through and then keep pushing forward i'm going to stop you i'm going to stop you because i have let it change me it's made me better it's made me work harder it's made me be more patient it's really got me to the bottom of myself and it's taught me who i am and why i am the way i am and why i believe what i believe and it's really shown me how much don't weaken I have inside of me and how much don't quit I have inside of me. So it has changed me. It's made me better. And I think everybody needs to look at their setbacks like that. And I think everybody needs to look at their, their mountains that they have to climb and their, their pitfalls like that, because it's in those moments that we, we, we see who we really are and we see how tough we can be and we see how powerful the mind is. And, uh, it, it has changed me. It's made me, it's made me tenfold better. It's made me a better man and it's made me a better trier. Damn. Yeah. Wow. Um, and uh, it's kind of that you say that. And one thing that, that stood out to me, I was reading somewhere on one of the articles that you did, and it was like the things that you take for granted when, when you're, when you're not in the chair and now that you're in the chair, shit like that, that you didn't realize the, the simple fact of looking somebody in the eye, um, and it really puts it into perspective for people that, like you say, have their mountains to climb, but in reality of it, they're not very fucking big mountains. Well, I don't think your mountains are that big anyways. It's how we perceive them. And what's your impossible? What's the impossible in your life? All you have to do is conquer it. It's that easy. It's that simple. Put your mind to it and get it done. And we make the mountains bigger in our own lives because of how we view them. And if we view them as a hill, they're, they are a hill. If they're a mountain, if we view them as a mountain, they're a mountain. And it's way easier to climb a hill than a mountain, right? So view them things as a hill instead of a mountain. But you're, you're 100% right, man. There's, we, we do take shit for granted. And it's natural human nature. And, I mean, I'm just as guilty as everybody else. And I still take shit for granted in this situation. And it's in those moments that I have to remember to find the little things to be thankful for because at least I can brush my teeth and at least I can do my own bow and at least I can whatever you know at least I can self-cap I don't have to stroll around with a with a piss bag and whatever you know but absolutely we human nature is we do take things for granted you're you're damn right I would love to be able to put on a pair of boots normally and I would love to be able to step on my horse normally and I would love to whatever but there hasn't been anything that i haven't thought that i could do that i haven't found a way to do it i've just had to change how i did it and i've had to figure it out figure out a way to do it and there's net there hasn't been anything i've i i I haven't even set up my house like yeah we have a little cement pad with a little ramp but other than that like i still use a broomstick to get shit off the top cupboard and i i do that because so that i don't get comfortable so that i don't get stuck in the mundane and stuck in the stuck in this situation that it's okay. I'm, I keep shit hard in my life so that it keeps me striving to get out of here because there's nothing more that pisses me off than when I can't reach something or when I can't get something accomplished or when I can't load something in the back of the pickup or whatever. And I've, I've kept those things hard in my life so that I do figure out how to do it. And I do make myself figure out how to get around it. And there hasn't been anything that I haven't been able to do. And I am writing and I am 
riding cow horses and I am ranching and I am roping at the brandings and I am still doing all those things that I want to do because of that attitude. If you want to do it, do it. Don't let anything stop you. Freaking, we're all going to have struggles. We're all going to have trials. Good things happen to bad people. Get over it. Get over yourself. Suck it up and get after it. NFP, man. Freaking, <laughs> yeah. if you want it, go get it. Go fucking get it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love it. Oh, man. We've held you for a while here, and this has been this is cool, right, Jason? It's been, uh, I said, we, we're going to get yeah. him on here and, He's intense and, and says what he means and it comes from the heart, which is what this podcast is all about. So it's been pretty, pretty cool to have you and good to catch up. And I know you've been doing some judging and, and different stuff like that. You're doing some bull riding judging. You still, uh, still going with that. Yeah, it's been fun as heck. I'm shout out to Jack Holmberg. He hasn't been calling me as much. I don't know if I suck or what, but <laughs> we'll call Jack for you. We'll give you some shit. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's fun, man. I, uh, yeah, I actually Lambert hooked me up with that. And I got to give a shout out to Lambert too. He called me and uh, when I was still in tier down at Houston, I did a month of rehab down there and he called me and said, I've been thinking of a lot of ways that I could help you out and I could give you all the money that I have, or I could give you a job. And he said, I think you would rather have a job. And I said, you're absolutely right. So well, and actually it was funny because he He's, he said, well, I'm going to, I'm going to come down there and put you through the seminar. And he never did. I never heard from him again. Well, he called me after the, after the PBR finals and he said, sorry, I got wrapped up, got busy. Um, if you're down, I'd, I'd like to come freaking put you through a seminar. So he flew up. I had moved, I had transferred to rehab in, in Utah and he flew up the day before Thanksgiving, put me through the seminar, flew back home Thanksgiving day and put me through the seminar and got me judging. It's been fun, man. It's, judging bull riding is easy for me. I used to, used to get on them. So it's, it's, it's easy to judge, but I've gained a lot of respect for the judges because it's not an easy job. And, and it, it, it is, it's, it's not, it's, it's not an easy job and it's easy to get progressive and it's easy to let the music take over and all the stats get in your mind and whatever else. Yeah, and it's hard yeah. not to load the grates, you know, and it's, it's, it's especially on that level in the bull riding world, there's so many good bulls, and you'll have 40 of them go and all 40 of them are a 20 and a half to a 22. That's a point and a half difference on 40 bulls. That's pretty damn intense. So how do you decipher between who's better than who? And it's a tough job, but it's been, it's been a blast. It's a good way to stay involved. And those, I know those guys, a lot of those guys are my, are my friends, but they, they, they weren't my parts, right? They weren't, mm -hmm. it wasn't that I, I felt like I could do it honestly because I wasn't, I wasn't biased to anybody where right. they've called me to do a few rodeos and I turn them down because I said, I don't mind telling them guys, they ride like shit, but I don't want to put it on paper. Right. <laughs> yeah. I want those guys to still come to my house here for the next few years. I still got too many peers rodeoing, but the bull riding deal, it's been fun. It's been a good way to stay involved and make new relationships. And that's a world that, that I wasn't in. It's been good to step over in that world and rub elbows with them guys and, you guys got it going on over there and the, the PBR is, is, is a, a great thing and, and was, was great for the sport of rodeo and great for bull riding. And I think if, if you want to be the best, you got to be a PBR champ too, because they are, they're the best in the world, man. And those bulls are the rankest in the world. And it's been, been very fun, very cool way to stay involved and make some new friendships and new relationships.
we do have our, our infamous question that we we always ask the guys. I think you've answered it in a tenfold yeah. here, but uh, fourteen or eighteen. Yeah, times. that's fucking awesome. It's right up the alley. But uh, you know, we got the the NFP meaning for us. But uh, Jr., what does hashtag NFP mean to you? Hashtag NFP. No fucking pussies, man. Um, to me, my favorite saying is "When in doubt, spur your way out." And that's, that's, that's one of the mottos I live by, man. Um, freaking never say woe in a bog hole, bail in, chase your dreams, do what you want and don't weaken, don't quit, don't quit striving, set out hard work will never cheat you and don't be a pussy. If you want it, go get it. And, and when in doubt, spur your way out, keep trying, keep striving, keep shooting for the stars. Oh, mic drop. Mic drop right there, brother. It's an honor, man. And it's a pleasure. I'm an open book. Anytime you want me, I'm available. Appreciate you, brother. This has been fun. We'll do it again. This has been our interview with JR Zane. I